Welcome to another episode of 2M Efforts. I am Brax Nightfighter, and as always, I have the one and only Rem with me. Rem, how are we doing? Doing great, doing great. All right, so uh, today we're uh, going to take on uh, part two of our four-part series, and we're going to talk a little bit about recruiting, um, and I'm going to let Rem kind of get us started on that. Rem, what do you got to say about recruiting? As we discussed in our previous uh, episode about culture, every piece of recruiting builds into culture. And, and I know, Brax, you are the absolute expert in our guild, or in especially between the two of us uh, in recruiting. You're the assistant recruiting officer for our alliance. And so you definitely have more experience. You played the best lessons that you learned through your early that fits into the whole concept. Um, culture. Um, it has its challenges, um, and it's how you tackle those challenges and how you uh, you address those things um, is is what's going to help you out the most. But um, the first thing, you know, and kind of bouncing off of our first episode and what you've already alluded to, Rem, is that um, you have to have a culture in place, and so that's the first part of recruiting is you have to recruit for your culture. Um, you know, your, your GP or your TB stats, your territory war record, like all those things are important. They're going to be important to your recruits and everything. But in, in the long run, you got to figure out, you know, is this person going to fit my culture? Is this person going to, going to work in our culture? Because it's going to determine whether they're going to stay or not. You may, you may get somebody in there for a little bit, but if they, are not bought into your culture, they're going to leave. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, so when I augment the work that you do, I'm always incredibly honest about who our guild is, what we're able to accomplish, and what we're looking for. You know, I'm not going to sell us as being the most incredible TW guild in the world when, shall we, you know... Uh, for instance, if you're winning only 50% of them or less, it's you have to know who you are as a guild, know what you're looking for, what your goals are, and be honest about that while you're talking to a recruit, regardless of how much you want that recruit in your guild. I would also say the other end, if you're looking for a new guild or if you're in a guild, you need to ask yourself, is this guild providing the sort of enjoyment I'm looking for in the game. Uh, we have some very high GP players, some very low GP players in comparison to our average, but they all stick with us because of the culture that we built, not necessarily those other little elements that you talked about. The amount of TW rewards or the amount of TB rewards, we provide them the style of game that they're looking for. Yeah. And and I think on that, like you know, when you're when you're recruiting, you know, you, ultimately you're selling your guild. Um, so you're going to talk about what you feel like your guild excels at, um, and you're probably going to throw out some stats and everything with that, which which is fine. 
Um, but that's, that's to your point that you already made there is that you don't want to embellish that as well. Um, because, you know, once they get in there, they're going to figure it out real quick and they're going to be like, wait a minute, you know, you, you said you were, you were doing, you know, so great at TB or whatever. And I you know I was getting better rewards in my, my other, my other guild, but, um, but it, it's, it is that culture that you're selling. And I know like one of the things that, you know, if we're talking about Mustafar in particular, like one of the things that we always um, try to sell people on is that, you know, we treat people like adults. Like we let them make decisions for their rosters and make the, the best decisions um, for their game. And so, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but we're, but we're not one of those guilds that are going to dictate how, how you play your game or how, how you build your roster or anything like that. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's our culture. That's what, that's what we built. And so those are the kind of things that we try to sell. And so what have been some of the biggest uh, challenges that you've run into while recruiting? Um, well, and everybody that recruits out there has, is probably waiting for me to talk about this, but um, just that recruits don't always, they're not always the most realistic. Um, they, they want the, the biggest GP guild that they can get into. They want the, the GP or the, uh, the guild that's getting the most stars in, uh, TB. Um, they're, they're just not realistic. And I, I always try to talk about the point that, you know, if you're a recruit, um, that you have to make sure that you can contribute to the guild that you're asking for. So if, if you don't have any teams that can compete in, uh, in GOTB, then it's really hard to ask for a guild that, you know, does well in that because you're, you're, you're not going to be able to contribute. Um, and as, a as we kind of coined, uh, you don't want to be backpack Yoda. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy. That is asking for watch shards that isn't able to even contribute to dark side GOTB in any meaningful way. Uh, and your your GOs aren't even close to getting a watch themselves is kind of what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you, you do have to deal with that. And, um, you know, sometimes you can have conversations that um, sort of allude to that, like you don't want to. You don't want to come out and, you know, crush somebody or anything like that when you're trying to, to get them into your guild. But um, sometimes you have to say, you know, hey, maybe we don't get that there. Um, yeah, that, you know, we, we don't do as well in that aspect. But, um, you know, that's where you almost have to spin it into. But you can help us get there. Um, you know, looking at your roster, you have, you know, X, Y, Z. You know, we feel like you can you can help us out a lot. Um, so it's sort of kind of building that recruit up a little bit um, and letting them know how they can help you out, um, which in the long run helps them out as well. We've, we've talked a little bit about how culture is obviously the priority when you're going through recruiting. And I think that's a priority for both the player that's looking for a new guild or the officer that is recruiting a new player. And then we've talked about some of the other measures of being able to fit in, in terms of game style, you know, can you actually contribute? 
Are there any other elements of the recruiting process that you think it's important for people to know? Well, I, I think as you're, you know, as your guild develops and, and, you know, continues to evolve, like your, your re- recruiting priorities change a little bit. So when you're a lower GP guild, um, you're at that point, you're looking for bodies. Like you're, you're just trying to, to fill voids. Um, you're trying to bring people in. Um, and you're, I mean, that's sort of the, uh, the groundwork of helping to build that culture that you're going to initially, you know, roll out. Um, but then as you get to that sort of mid level GP range, then you're more kind of, uh, trying to to build up the strength of the guild and so you're looking for people that are they're going to help the guild like to continue to build forward and then as you get into the higher gp then you're you're looking more at depth and you're looking more um at more fine-tuned um rosters um would you agree with that I, i wouldn't say depth as much as you're looking at focus uh you know and that in that mid-game aspect, you're definitely, you know, focusing on just those those specific meta teams that you need to be, uh, you know, effective uh, in those mid levels. But when you get to the end, you you are looking at depth, but it's it's a progressive depth. It's it's the kind of depth that allows you to build two Jedi teams that could possibly be effective in geos. It's it's not just bloat. Um, Unfortunately, this game has has turned into punishing players who focus on bloat. And one of the great things about Mustafar, though, is we have figured out how to deal with a lot of that, and we have been able to build enough GP to overcome a lot of those challenges that long-term players that run into. But new players can be equally as effective as uh, uh, long-term players in this this new setting and you have to be very well aware of those differences in rosters and how they're going to affect your guilds when you bring them in. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, something else that I've learned is just the way that you utilize the tools that are out there. Um, there are a plethora of, um, of places you can recruit um lots lots of different ways you can recruit you know you can just uh type things you can uh make posters you can you know do whatever um you know to me um me personally um i've always felt that the first thing you want to do is catch somebody's eye so i kind of uh looked into um how to how to do these posters and have some motion in them and everything like that like something to at least draw somebody's attention um Again, that's that's not going to sell your guild just right there. Like just because you got a real flashy poster, it's not going to bring you in like tons of recruits. But it at least gets their attention and makes them want to you know see a little bit more what it's was about. Um, and then that's your opportunity to sort of sell your culture and sell your guild and do those things. But you know there there are a lot of tools. You know there's um, quite a few servers within Discord. There's um, lots of uh, subreddits that you can go to. Um, Facebook has uh, a ton of um, recruiting pages you can go. You know, 
I even joke that, you know, you can go to your local bar and you can talk to all your buddies and try to get them in on that as well. So, yeah, you know me, that's where I find so many of my recruits is uh, by having, <laughs> a f- having a few drinks at the local bar. But to your point, those flashy ads and so on just start the conversation. Uh, it, it just allows you to begin having the conversation as to whether this person is the right person for your guild, whether you're the right guild for them. It's always a bi-directional conversation. Do you find that you initiate contact more or do you get more contact initiated with you? Um, you know, it, it honestly depends. And we are blessed in this alliance is that we have, a great recruiting system um, in that there is always some sort of recruiting ad being posted and it, it may even just be a generic alliance recruiting ad where it's just like hey this is our this is our alliance these are our guilds um, you know we're always looking for people blah 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 um, so you know we're, we're blessed in that we have that and it, it means getting posted probably if not daily every other day um so i think that brings a lot of people we we get you know quite a few people just showing up in the bay um and we kind of delegate that out as they come in um you know i feel like recently um it's been a little more of having to reach out um and going to some of those recruiting sites and trying to make contact um you know as recruits a lot of times like they, I, I feel like they more, especially as we get into to um, these higher GP guilds, um, they're more like, hey, you come find me and I'll tell you what I have to offer. Um, when when you are kind of in some of those lower GP guilds, um, you're you're more like, hey, I need to go find something else, or I need to I need to find some. Uh, there's a lot of people that just need to in a guild. Um, you know, to get out of one of these starter guilds and get in a guild. So I feel like they're more apt to come to you and go find you where a more seasoned player um, may just kind of, you know, put their name out there, but um, more see like, you know, hey, who really wants me? Who who wants to, uh, you know, it, it, I, I always think it's kind of like a, a college football recruit. Like, you know, they're like, hey, you know, I'm great. Um, you tell me what you got, what you have to offer me. Absolutely. So what have been your biggest red flags that you've noticed during the recruiting process? Um, Well, obviously, um, kind of like what we already alluded to, like if you're if if you're asking for something um, that is just highly unattainable, like I, you know, if you if you have one million GP and you're asking for a uh, a guild that does C pit. Uh, you know, that to me, it's like, well, you know, well, what are you really asking for? Like, you're, you're just asking for a fruit right at that point. Yeah, I I have found that the, the easiest way for me to avoid those sort of situations is just to be, like I said, I'm, I'm brutally honest when I'm recruiting a player about what my guilt is what it's able to accomplish. And I'm not insulting to my guild. I, I, 
I have a lot of positive things to say about it, but I am brutally honest, uh, even to the point of raid times. If you're, you know, uh, an Australian player, you're probably going to hate our raid times. They're just not going to work for you. And if, if raids matter to you, then obviously we're probably not a great guild. But so I look for things like that. One of my first questions I always ask is, what are you looking for? And then I am very honest about whether we can provide what they're looking for. Yeah. Well, and I kind of, to your point there too, like I, I do ask follow-up questions sometimes where like if they're like, well, you know, when are your raid times? Then I say, you know, I'll let them know that. And then, you know, sometimes you get a little feedback as far as like, well, I'm not sure if that's going to work for me. And then I ask them like, well, how often do you do, you do raids? And there's been sometimes they're like, well, you know, I, I guess I really don't hit it that often. It's like, well, is that raid time really that important to you then? And yeah. I, I think that, I mean, sometimes that's, that's made a recruit and sometimes that's broker recruit and that's fine. Um, we just have to be upfront about that. Yeah. You have to be fine with, with either winning or losing a recruit by making sure that they're the right one for you. And even then, I will be uh, completely open and upfront. I would say you're doing good if half of your new recruits stick. It's just the nature of the game. Uh, people are always, they either love your culture or they don't, so you should never be offended. And you need to make sure your guild is never offended if somebody joins and finds out that it's not the right fit for them. Mm -hmm. I that's that's another thing that I I've found is that you can't you can't take it personally. Um, it, you know, it's not especially like right now. Like we have some new content that's out. We have got C Pit. We've got you know other things that are that are kind of newer. Um, and so there, there's a lot of people that want that right now. Um, and if you can't give them that, then you really can't can't get, let your feelings get hurt because they go to a different guild um, to get that. Um, and to be honest, like I always try to be, I don't want to say professional, but I try to be respectful. Um, and if somebody decides that this isn't going to work out for them, I always, you know, wish them the best luck and just let them know if anything changes that, you know, we could, you know, are open to having them back and everything like that because there have been times that we've had players that have left for greener pastures and they've said, oh, you know what, maybe that wasn't for me and they've came back or or even we've had people that have, you know, semi-retired and not really wanted to play the game or whatever and then they they uh, they uh kind of got that spark back and wanted to play again. Um, so it's that impression that you leave. Um, if you're salty about it and you're, you know, acting, all you know pissed off about it because they left and you leave them you know bad messages or whatever you're probably never going to see that person again so i kind of always try to think of the future a little bit and how you know how you're paving that road for the future as well well yeah every one of those interactions is leaving an impression on not only your guild but also on the alliance and so those interactions are are important whether you're a player that's you know Moving out, looking for greener pastures, maybe you want to come back to, you know, that guild or to your alliance. Or if you're an officer that is dealing with somebody who is leaving, maybe, you know, 
that person will want to come back and will understand why that your guild was the right place for them after all. So always being a professional, like you said, is the way to go. Always remembering that everything you say, whether it's public or private, can come back towards you is is really important. There's one more big thing I think you wanted to talk about, Brax, and that was the importance that recruiting is never done. Yes. And I think, uh, Rem, I think you and I personally had this kind of deep conversation um, one day when we were just talking about recruiting and everything, but um, we, we sort of shifted our mentality to you are never really full. Um, you know, when you look at, at your guild and it says 50 out of 50, um, you need to have that mentality. Like I'm, I'm never really completely full because as we've already talked about, you, you're going to have people that decide to retire and not play the game anymore. You're going to have people that are going to look for greener pastures and, you know, want either, um, a more challenge, more of a challenge, or they're going to maybe want less of a challenge and need to take a step down. You're always going to have that. It's always, it's cyclical. It happens. Um, so you need to have that mentality. You know, we're, we're not full. Um, you know, my boss in real life always told me like, you should always be evaluating the bottom 10% of your, of your staff. Um, and it's kind of the same thing here. Like you're always, you're always looking at, not, not maybe not the bottom 10%, but we're always looking at your guild as a whole and you're saying, you know, what, where, where do we need to put more focus? Where do we need to develop people? Um, who is not working out for us? Um, who, who is helping us? And you're always looking at that. And so, um, you, you know, you evaluate your people, you evaluate, um, wh how they contribute to the guild. Um, and you know that there may be times and, you know, we kind of talked about this in the last episode, but there are times that, um, it doesn't work out and you, you have to part ways and you have to make the best decision for the guild. Um, so from a recruiting standpoint, it's good to have, you know, maybe you don't have people necessarily lined up, but at least you have an avenue to where, you know, if I needed to get somebody, you know, do I know where I, I and I can go and, and maybe get a recruit quickly and sort of, you know, always putting your name out there and always um, letting people know, like, you know, we're always looking for people um, and we'll do what we can to, to get you in. Um, but I think it's important that you're 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 always evaluating and you're always recruiting, essentially. Yeah, I think the experience we've learned is it, it does tend to be cyclical. Uh, you know, Mustafar has had periods where we've had, you know, a five or six positions turnover really quickly due to retirements, due to all sorts of number of events. And and Mustafar has never really, uh, we're, we're not the type of, uh, a guild that is just removing somebody because we found somebody better. That's never, that's not our philosophy. That's not our culture. And that's not what we're ab advocating. There are guilds that that is their culture. And that's actually perfectly fine. Also, we've, we've gained a couple strong guild members from guilds who came from that culture and they have no hard feelings. They understood when they walked in going to some of our previous conversations of they understood the rules and what they were facing. Uh, but what we have learned 
is you need to always be prepared and always be involved in that recruiting process. Never, never slow down. Now we've also been fortunate enough to go through a period of about three and a half months where recently where we didn't lose a single member, uh, but we never stopped being involved in the process of recruiting and putting our name out into the environment so people knew we existed. So when we needed that day to step in and look for a new player because life happened to somebody, we were able to do that. Um, so I, I believe we've covered most of what we wanted to, but this starts to lead us into our next conversation. We recruit people. We make goals or our culture our, our priority. But in order to properly recruit the right individual, we've mentioned multiple times the need to, to understand your guild's goals. Um, that's going to be our next conversation. Uh, we'll leave that for the next one, Brax. But do you have any more comments that you want to make? Um, you know, just that, you know, recruiting is a challenging thing. Um, I think I can, um, kind of talk as far as, you know, recruiting from the Alliance standpoint that, you know, we're always here to help everybody. So if you are in the Senate Alliance and you need help recruiting, um, you you can, you can ask any of us to help, um, for me personally, I'm always willing to help anybody out. If you if you want me to put an ad together for you, a recruiting ad or poster or whatever, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, so feel free to DM me and reach out and share your ideas. Um, if you have thoughts or anything, um, we're always open to that. But um, really looking forward to the next episode when we can kind of talk about um, developing your people and um, having a plan. Yeah, so that's it. Once you build the culture and you understand what sort of people you're recruiting for, you really need to also know the goals that your guild is creating and eventually how to develop the players to reach those goals. So those are our next two episodes, building, understanding and building the goals for your guild and then player development. So the next time I talk to you, Brax, I think we'll be talking about building the guild goals. Yes, sir. All right. Sounds good. It's been a great episode. Thank you all. Thank you, Brax. Thank uh, you. We, we hope to see you next time. Yep. Have a good night. You too.